We have reached midterm in my district, and so that means we have parent-teacher conferences, and they look very different in the secondary level than they do in the elementary level. The main reason is because parents can actually elect to come or visit with teachers, and so instead of being totally booked out, you could be sitting there and no one comes to talk to you about their student. Now, and I found that even CTE is even more different than the other subjects, mainly because if someone is going to come and they are running short on time, they are going to hit up math, science, English. Like they're not going to worry about you unless there's some issue with your grading or you like you haven't put anything in yet or they just want to stop by and say hi. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. So today I wanted to talk about three strategies that you can use for having a successful parent-teacher conference regardless of whether or not you have a lot of people show up or quite frankly anybody. So the first part is what to do before the conferences. And this has actually been a change that I've made recently because before technology just wasn't what it is now. And so we make videos now and that was never a thing like 10 years ago. We didn't make videos and send them home to introduce ourselves. September or the first parent-teacher conference is usually when parents show up the most, at least in my districts and schools I've taught at, because parents are curious. They want to know who you are. They want to meet you. And you could actually get that done in a video. So you can send out a video introducing yourself, talking about things that you are working on, maybe some projects, the big rocks or big goals or standards for your content area. And that will actually, I mean, it will make it so that a lot of parents don't show up, but at least they will be informed and they can feel like they can get to know you. Beforehand, you can also send progress reports home. And that once again is kind of a snapshot for your parents and your students to see what they are missing. And I would do it digitally rather than send it home like hard copy. I'd attach it with my video if I could so that the parents get it directly in their emails and they just see it all together so they can put you together with the actual progress report. Now in my classes, I did student-led grading. And so this would be an opportunity where I would put together student-led conferences or have the students select what they wanted to show to their parents if I had anything that would be tangible to show. So for example, my husband teaches welding. He's probably not going to have like a coupon that a student had checked, um, had gotten grade on 
So someone's not really going to lead that conference, although when and if the student comes with the parent, then you can actually ask that student to lead the conversation as to why they're getting the grade and where they feel like they are. And that works mainly with that student reporting, um, the student-led, but consider having some student-led aspects to your conferences as well. Now that you have sent things home, we are going to look at the structure of the actual physical face-to-face conference. That's if you're even having one this year. I know that we've had to make some changes and last year we did it by appointment only and we could actually do Zoom appointments and it was it was interesting. It kind of worked, um, but there were things that we could do. What ended up happening is that people were actually more long-winded when they were on Zoom because they couldn't see the queue behind them um, lining up. So, you know, it is what it is, but that's an alternative to what you could be doing for parent-teacher conference. So if you get to meet someone, whether it's virtually or face-to-face, you should start off by greeting and then sharing a story. It could be sharing a story specifically about their student if you know them well enough. I know you've got 200 kids, but you could tell them about what is going on in the class. So maybe you can give an example of what you have done recently in class. And then the second is to go over the progress of their student. The next would be talk about the goal for the course and what you will be doing to help their student achieve that goal. What I like about this format is that quite frankly, the majority of the parents that used to show up to my parent-teacher conferences, the kids already had a good grade or good marks. And I would like look at the parents, I'm like, oh, your kid's doing great. And that was it. They really came for the conversation because they probably knew that their kid was doing really well. So having that idea of greeting and sharing examples from what you're doing, the progress, and then talking about your goals for the course really allows them to meet you and know where they're going despite how their student is doing in your course at the time. Okay, before I go too far, I want to share some experiences with you, or I guess kind of like this little bonus tip. It's September. You may not know all the names of your kiddos. And especially if you're wearing masks, like you really may not know like who they are. So here's a little tip. I would print out my progress reports and I would put each of them in a folder by class period. Then if a if a parent came up by themselves, that was like totally easy because then I'd say, oh, what's your student's name? And then I could find out, find their progress report inside their folder. Now, if the student came with the parent and I was just trying to figure out like, who in the world is this kid? Like, I know that I know them, but like, I don't know who they are. Then I would say something like, hey, remind me what class period you're in. And then I'd have all the progress reports inside the folder with the seating chart on top. So as I flip up the folder to look at it, so that, you know, keep everything confidential, I could at glance at the seating chart and brush over their photos and figure out what the kiddo was. And most of the time, if I could get like the names in front of me, then I could figure out who the student was. And then I looked like a rock star because I looked like I knew 
all of the students, even though I was still learning their names. So there's a pro tip on knowing who your kiddos are if you don't really know who your kiddos are. Okay, so back to the regular program. The third thing that you need to do is to follow up after parent-teacher conferences. So the easiest way is all those extra progress reports that you had, because you printed them out, send them home. And don't worry about getting a signature back. You're just sending them home and they might go into someone's backpack abyss and never be seen, but at least you've done your due diligence. The other thing that I would do as well is send a follow-up email. Now, those things that you discussed in each of the conferences, when you were face-to-face, you may have made it more personalized, mainly because you're talking about progress and maybe you were sharing something about their individual student, but you could on a more generic level, talk about those same three things. So you're gonna greet them. You're going to talk about maybe what you've been doing this last week. Then you are going to give progress. So if there's any way that you can insert their progress report, their student's progress report within that, and then finally follow up with what you're planning on doing for the next few weeks until the end of the term. Because really that's what people worry about. They're worrying about how their students are doing right now and then what kind of path and trajectory are they on for completing the term? And where do they think you are going to have their student by the time they get the marks at the end of the term? I hope that this episode has given you some confidence as you go into the parent-teacher conference season. And I want to review the things that we discussed here. So first off, you need to do something before the conferences to prep your parents and your students for things that you are doing in class and to introduce yourself. The second thing is come up with what you are going to say during the conferences. So what are you going to speak with every parent about so that you are not not just staring at them saying that their kid is doing great or if you do have those parents that show up who you really want to see who are not doing so great you don't spend forever just listing the bunch of missing assignments and then finally follow up after parentage conference with another email that mainly goes over what they would have missed or what happened during the actual conference itself If you enjoyed this, I would hope that you would send it to your friends and share it with any of your teacher friends and leave me a review. That is how we get the most eyes on this podcast. If you haven't connected with me yet already, find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. It's at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week. 